dear friends, and welcome. <laughs> you may okay. To our podcast dedicated to sight reading through the lens of historically informed performance practice. Yeah. Thank you, Sebastian, for this beautiful intro. Hey, thank you. You're welcome for that. My name is Darina Vlogina. And I'm Sebastian Mitro. And today we have guests. Could you guys introduce yourself? I'm Fiona, Fiona Kisili, and I play the recorder and organettal and... And my name is Amy Farnell, and I sing. Together we make La Fiamma. Early music, medieval and renaissance ensemble. Where does the name come from? I'm curious. It actually comes from um, just our names, Fiona and Amy. Oh yeah, of course. And we were, we were having lunch at Yam Yam, and we were like, what should be the name? And trying to combine, because we, yeah. And... It also helped a little bit at that time we were playing Chiconia's um, La Fiamma del Tuo Amor. It's yeah. a good piece. And that became also the intro of our um, early music channel song. So it's La Fiamma. And that's, that comes from a, a piece by Chiconia. Oh, very cool. Shout out. Well, shout out. Shout yes. out. We'll give yes. you a shout yes. out. Uh, what do you post on your channel? So we do um, songs of early music on there. We talk about the songs and then sometimes we even travel to places like Amy traveled to Geneva just to film in front of the Geneva Cathedral because we're doing an episode with a song on Brumel, by Brumel. We started doing these videos actually in May of last year, 2020, when the lockdown hit and then the, the, our school had a contest for making a music video type of thing that would help those who are going through the pandemic. And actually Fiona and I did separate videos. We didn't know we were, either of us were doing it and we both won. Oh. <laughs> and, and then we started playing this game cause we were so bored. Nothing was happening. No classes, no anything. Yeah. We couldn't even go out and meet each other. Actually, we were doing everything virtually. We were even having Skype conversation. And then we were at, at some point we were like, how about if I choose a song that you don't know before and I just play one song and I'll play it in whatever transposition, one voice of it, and then I'll send it to you and you'll have to... And then the game is I have to respond with either another voice of the piece or make up my own voice or, you know, and surprise her back. And then it became a game. And then after the contest, we were like, hey, we could actually compile this and make it so that other people can enjoy music during a time where nobody was having concerts. Yeah. So that's what started it. So maybe, maybe for the people who don't know you, what is the focus of your interest? Of the ensemble's interest, I think it's primarily medieval and Renaissance polyphony. Um, we do some chant, some things before 1200, but primarily I would say... 13th to what? 16th century. Early, yeah. early 17th, but rarely. Yeah. Yeah, today we're going to sight read some music from the manuscript um, that is kept in St. Gallen Library. And that you found on the street. Yes, I found it on the street. And the first piece that we are going to sight read is um, Adieu, mes amours, and by Josquin. Uh, do you know anything about this piece? I have never heard this piece or played it. Uh, no, you have heard it. Have I heard it? I mean, not this version, but I played uh, it 
an interpolation of it in the Armbach manuscript um, in a concert in last November, and you were singing in that concert, but you were not in I that I was not piece. listening. This version was different from your Amerbach. This version is this. No, this is not the simplified version. This is more like the original version. So in Amerbach, there were much more ornamentation added on all the parts, actually. Is and it a keyboard a, manuscript? Yes, it is a keyboard manuscript. Um, it's believed to be, the keyboard versions are believed to be made by Hans Kotter, who was a good friend of. Bonifacius Amerbach, who actually was in the city of Basel. And um, the ornaments are quite uh, characteristic because um, Kotter is definitely a really good keyboard player. He was also a, an organist in Freiburg. And so it's quite tricky um, tabulation. But so you can add some of your of ornaments. Yeah. What instrument did you play it on? I played it on a clavicitarium. I'm so But today jealous. you played it on, on your recorder. So, yeah, and actually this combination is very interesting because now we played, I played on my Traverso and you played on your recorder and Sebastian. I played some voices on, the, on this little horrible organ. I don't know. I feel like everyone had like super nice instruments and also your voice is a nice instrument. And then I have this like lackluster, very neutral keyboard. But I felt that this combination worked mm -hmm. very well. Three uh, wind instruments together. Yeah. It was quite nice. And um, yeah, Fiona, you told me that um, you heard before that this combination is not quite common, a recorder and a traverso together. So why do you think? 
we have this issue? I don't know. People just avoid it for some reason. Maybe it's quite hard to do a tuning like well enough because for usually if people just play in a recorder consort, then it's all made by the same maker, the recorders. So it's quite easy to tune. And so if you have a traversal, which is of a different make than the recorder, then it's already more difficult. And so maybe people feel too intimidated to try, could be. But like, is there iconography that you know of that has both recorder and traversal? I mean, I don't have it on the top of my head, but um, I'm sure it's quite common to have, um, you know, a household setting and somebody get around the table and somebody's holding a traversal. Mm. And the other holding a recorder and the other singing and the other probably playing a keyboard instrument. Probably doing similar things to what we did. Yes. And Sebastian, how was it for you, um, your reading? I was sort of jumping. I was playing most, I was playing just two voices, but I wasn't um, fixed on two parts. Um, at the, the beginning, I sort of played all the entries. Imitations, thank you very much. Um And then I sort of jump between, I always play the bass, and then I jump between alto and tenor, mostly. But also we discussed this um, question um, in our Renaissance episode dedicated to Easter music. So that actually this music would exist only uh, in part oh, books. Yeah. So there is no No, score. I would have had to have made a t an intabulation. Yeah, What I think yeah. one of the curious things about this music, while it works and in the end it sounds good, I think there is a trouble of having these three basically treble voices and then an organ that can kind of do anything. And then you have music that is clearly one voice treble, two are mm -hmm. like yeah. kind of tenory, and then you have the mm -hmm. bass. So it was fascinating to try to figure out what octaves we could do it in. And if I would sing tenor or the top voice, I think having me sing altos would be not make much sense. So we didn't do that. But And then <laughs> my voice singing basses would be... Hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, I think we made it work. But yeah, we experimented a lot. Very nice. Adieu, mes amours. I don't know if they did the S at the end, but they probably did. Um, should I read it? I'll just yes, read please. it in French, like modern French. Adieu, mes amours. Mes amours en matin. Excuse me. Is there like a written note? Oh, yes. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Because it's really hard. Adieu, mes amours, on m'attend. Ma bourse n'enflée ne l'étend. Et bref, je suis en désarré. Jusqu'à ce qu'il plaise le roué. Me faire avancer du content. What? Oh, no, but that's a different one already. Oh, okay, I try again. Adieu, mes amours. Adieu, vous comment? I don't get this. So there's different texts, I think, happening at the same oh time. God, there is. I believe. Yeah, you're right. Because what you just said was what I sang. Uh, oh, because it says discant and then übrige oh, Stimmen. It's a combo. It's a combo. Okay, so anyways, adieu mes amours, goodbye my loves. I awaited. Um, ma bourse is like my wallet. Um, my wallet is not swelling up. Like, it's not getting bigger. Yeah. Ebrief, I think brief in this is like, I have no idea actually. Yeah, like, because now, like, in French, people say bref as meaning, like, in some, like, and I think that's kind of what it means. But he's saying, like, in, so therefore, I think it's more like therefore. Um, je suis en désarré. This is a word we don't have, but I think it's the same as disarray, like the English disarray. Like, I'm sort of, 
in disarray um, jusqu'à ce qu'il plaise le roi until it pleases the king that is very mysterious <laughs> i don't really get this it's, I, this is this is the type of french i don't really understand in the 17th century i'm, I'm a little more okay with it but this, well okay Let's but basically but the only thing that i thought was interesting is that in the the other voices which we is the text we didn't hear it's basically lamenting about how like how is he going to get until spring without the money of the king to help him like to tie him over maybe yeah. the my love is money goodbye my money goodbye oh. my love could you please translate roughly or read the title so the title is mins herzen kron and I just read the text as I translate it with my very, very bad German. Mins Herzen Krom ob alle Freud. I think it's my heart's crown, Krom, Krom, looks like crown. Or other, or all the joy, Freud, lit ich durch dich so großen Schmidt. Lit, I don't know. Light, light, light I, don't know. I through you so big pain. <laughs> My English sounds weird. When, when word gewend von dir min light, when, ah, when is when, when, when it would be used of you, my suffering, my suffering, yeah. Das fröhlich wort min troichs herz. That fröhlich, I don't know, actually. Happily. Happily? Mm -hmm. Would I, would my sad, traurig no. um, heart. Ah, Amy, how is it for you to, to read this text that you see for the first time in your life and probably some ancient German or Swiss? Yeah, it's definitely some kind of a middle German, middle high German type of thing. It's very, it's difficult when you're not a native speaker of the language. I find for myself, if I'm, if I'm singing a piece in English that's old English, I can kind of get it. And I can, you know, if something's misspelled, I immediately pronounce it in the modern way. But if it's a language like French or German that I don't speak natively or even fluently, it's a bit more difficult to, to realize what's happening because... Frequently things are misspelled. There's not like a standard spelling yet. What do we know about a historical pronunciation of these kind of things? I have been taught is that a lot of this era of German, actually some of the vowels are a bit how modern Swiss German is. Um, so you have like tuot instead of tut. Um, liep. Liep instead of liep. Um, and different diphthongs like that that are at the time that show up in the spelling.
yeah, with this piece, we had some problems. <laughs> because we were figuring out which parts we we're going to play and also we transposed. Yeah. Yes, we transposed and... I had a hard time. <laughs> Rather embarrassingly, I was playing one voice and I couldn't transpose it on a fifth. <laughs> but... Um, a similar problem to on the last piece, I think I may have the smallest vocal range out of all the instruments that we had, so we kind of had to attune to where I would fit best. Um, I could do top voice at pitch, or I could do bottom voice transposed up a fifth, and that was kind of the only option, you know, give or take a couple notes, but transposing up a sixth is a bit more annoying for instrumentalists. Yeah, and maybe we should say that it's a three-part piece, so just three voices. So Fiona was doubling Amy. I was doubling Amy, yeah. Yeah, and I think we reached quite a nice result. Mm -hmm. Also, the tempo is nice in the end, this faster tempo. The text is so sad, mm. and the tempo is joyful and, yes, moving forward. <laughs> and, yes, it's interesting. It's always interesting with these Renaissance pieces when you have this very sad text or even depressive and the music is not like that at all it, it could lead one to believe that it may be done slower and then that's a real dramatic pause like oh what was me and then you start the next phrase and then like oh it's so annoying and then start the next phrase and oh i'm so tired of this love and then you start the next phrase Sight reading a fourth, that is like the worst interval intervals yeah. in hell. For me, it's like um, I have a hemiola and then something normal and then a hemiola. So I kind of speed up. So yeah, so the first two measures is a, is a, a hemiola, so we have to get the. Yeah. Maybe let's go slower because I have 16. Mm, notes. That's great. One, two, It's high. That is not <laughs> what I would choose. Mm -hmm. wow. 
for my range. Um, we can either G start or do a pitch and then I don't play the most important note of the whole song. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's... This one, one was the one I was looking at. So... Don't know the piece yet, so you're sight yeah. reading. So it's game over. Forever. Unless you know where the cadence is. In this case, it was still no. six bars away. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, verse again. Yeah. <laughs> it was very interesting for both of us to listen yeah it was such a fresh and interesting experience not to play but to listen yeah. <laughs> in this show so um yes but actually like especially i like the second piece because it had such a strong beginning and the organetto it was singing and yeah it was mm -hmm. yeah so wonderful to hear this instrument so Fiona, could you tell us about your instrument? Yes, so I have this organetto since two years ago, around, yeah. We drove up to Germany to get it from the maker who is called uh, Stefan Kapler. And um, 
This instrument's really, really nice because it has a lower range than um, most of the organettes around that we have uh, with our colleagues and stuff because it goes down to a G below the middle C and goes up to an E, which happens to be quite similar to Amy's vocal range. That's why it's actually very fitting for us to do repertoires um, for La Fiamma because then we can do equal voice duals. And where does this fashion playing organetto comes from? Hmm. It started pretty early from um, Saint Cecilia, like all the sculptures and all the paintings with Saint Cecilia playing the organetto. And I think it goes all the way back to at least 13th century. And in, fourth, um, in 14th century in Trecento, Italy, it's very omnipresent it's in all it's a lot of paintings and even manuscripts we have um, Francesco Landini we have the miniature of him actually playing the organetto in the little um, profile picture of him <laughs> let's say in the Squatchelopi codex and then it goes on to um, some more in the renaissance and then it eventually kind of stop but we have a very late 16th century, even 17th century, organettal um, survived in a museum, but it's a very weird instrument. It's not like what we play here, so. Some kind of a monster. Yeah, it's like a transformer. <laughs> Could be. And in the 20th century, where, where does it start? This interest? I think it... It might start very near us. It might start in scholar, actually. I, I would say Karina Marti, my teacher, is a very big pioneer of the organetto, and she started teaching medieval keyboards here in scholar in two thousand and seven. She started teaching before, like medieval recorder before that, but then she started the medieval keyboard department here in 2007 and then people all over the world like right now we in the department we have Asians we have um, somebody from Brazil and we have like just everywhere yes and how was your impression about the pieces that you just read Ooh, they, they were trickier than I thought so <laughs> I have to say so one of them comes from the Ritson and one maybe not. But yeah. what is E? I would say this style and era of music, these are both medieval carols, is like one of our favorites to do together mm -hmm. because it's so challenging. Yeah. I feel like under pressure and under nerves, we <laughs> mess up a couple more times yeah. than we usually would. Um, difficult when you have an addition with bar lines that doesn't have maybe an even number of beats in the bar so you have to yeah. kind of like literally just focus on your line and yeah i find it funny that that this addition if they do free four and it's missing a quaver in the uh, bar they would literally just put it in a bar and not indicate it otherwise so you know um i mean i am modernly trained uh, musician and so i'm used to actually every time seeing one bar as a unit and then if i just count i I would wait for the unit to end before I go on to the next bar, and that's often what yeah. um, hinders me. When you I'm have this inner in. pulse of one, two, three, one, yeah. two, three, or whatever it may be, and then there are f 
five quavers in a bar. Yeah, exactly. So you just you have to get rid of that whole idea almost with this particular repertoire. It doesn't work. No. It does editions so hard to it read. Does it not work. Yeah, doesn't and work. even in the manuscript, it's so much harder as well. Yeah. Um, at least we have the vertical alignment in the in the edition. If we get off, we can hop right back on. But yeah, in which manuscript can we find those carols? The um, one of them in, is written manuscript. That's Amy and I's perf- um, favorite manuscript. Let's say. Um, and it's a manuscript from, some people say it's from around 1430s, but some say dated uh, um, even 1460s even. So because of the rhythm, it's actually very advanced, the rhythm. and Something know. that gives us a challenge. And it doesn't have these normal cadences all the time of early music where, you know, you hear all early music sounds the same. Yeah. Some people say this, even though it's not, but... Some people believe that, and this just completely obliterates the idea of what um, early music sounds like. So that's why I really like it. Was it meant for for the church to sing in the church? Has... Yes, it should be meant for the church, <clears throat> but maybe not like choir boys because it, uh, choir boys are usually not don't get to this training level. It must be some quite quite decent musician. I have almost. I have almost a rule that anything before like 1500, you just kind of have no idea what it was meant for. Give or take. There's a couple things that clearly say in the beginning of the book, this is for what it's for. For written particularly, because this song, Ave Decus Seculi, that we just did, is actually, there is a attribution. It's written by Richard Schmidt. Schmidt. Smart. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) Whatever. And I think I've read somewhere he he was a church musician, so could be, yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming, and it was a pleasure to play together and to listen to you. Very much. And, uh, yes, please follow uh, La Fiamma's YouTube channel. And Dorina will be there in See you there. some episodes. Cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. I mean, you could be in it too. We yeah, didn't know you were actually yeah. going to be here today. Yeah, exactly. Or I didn't know. It's I mean, just to promote like this. Yeah, it oh, would be great if you. It would be oh, great if great. you're there to do the talking as well. But the song that we already practiced, so maybe we don't include you in yeah, the no, song because we already did it. No, Even though we could, it's, it's the same. But we're transposing. Oh, I could sing. I mean, no, I no, it's bass. not the same. What? It's so custom. So ah, it's oh, not. Yeah. It's high actually. It's how uh, high? I'm saying it's so and then it's the lowest. Ooh, okay. Yeah. No, no, I can. I can do counter. <laughs> yeah. No. But just wait for us. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have a drink and it's fine. Sorry. Great. Okay. <laughs> Bye. See you Bye. 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 Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Just like it.